We've got to know, uh, sound like we know what we're talking about. We're not just two old bastards that can't remember anything. Please remain seated. You are now entering the nerd bunker. Welcome to episode 8 of the Nerd Bunker podcast. My name is Hayley and my co-host is Michael. Good evening. Hello. Bonjour. Good evening. Now, bonjour. Um, I can't think of any more ways to say hello. I didn't do very good at languages at school. Ni hao. No, ni hao. Aloha. That's hello and goodbye, isn't it? What's Spanish? Uh, I don't know. Never did Spanish. Hola. Hola. That'll do. Anyway, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've not listened to this podcast before, it's um, a general roundup of us talking crap um, with some uh, nerdy things sp- uh, poked in occasionally. So we are going to start, as we do every episode, with a little roundup of what we have both been doing this past week. So, Michael, what have you been watching, reading, listening to? You haven't been anywhere, so there are no visits. How have your hobbies progressed? No, we've been in lockdown. Mm. Uh, I've been working um, very slowly. I just seem to be busy. Yeah. I know it gets a bit boring saying that every week. But <laughs> You've got a life. <laughs> this is part-time, yeah? Just the way it happens, yeah. Uh, part-time nerd. What have I watched? So I think it was on Sunday I watched a BBC documentary about Stonehenge. Oh. Presented by uh, Dr. Alice Roberts, I do believe her name is. Mm -hmm. And it was to do with how they think that Stonehenge is actually a second-hand monument. Oh, yeah. I think I saw a news thing on that. And that it was brought from Wales, because they were looking in how they've moved the blue stones. Yeah. And uh, they've actually found that some of the post holes line up with stones Bloody hell, that must have been long. that were at this stone circle in wales mm. and they seem to think that as the tribe moved from wales into wiltshire they actually brought the monuments with them how far is wales to stonehenge i mean that's got to be a hundred and good couple of hundred mile i think yeah i mean in a, in a smaller way this sort of harks back to what we were saying um, I think a couple of episodes ago about um, the pyramids and how the hell did they build something as, you know, enormous if they've proven that you can drag a big-ass stone from Wales to uh, whatever county Stonehenge is in. Wiltshire. Um, you know, there's ways and means, Wiltshire, yeah. There's ways and means, is there not? There is indeed. Um, that's kind of all I watched on TV. I've been watching a, um, a YouTube video called Twas the Devil. Uh, I think I sent you a WhatsApp message about it today, but its uh, I've only just sort of found it, but it's a folk horror choose-your-own-adventure. Oh, right. So you watch the video, and you know at the end of the videos, it'll normally say, oh, we recommend these videos. Yeah. But what it does here is it says, oh, will you speak to A or will you walk to so-and-so? And you select what video you want to do next and it plays you a different video. That is so cool. It is really good, actually. It's all shot in black and white and it's like a, a an English horror. And that's, did you say it's on YouTube? Yes, Twas the Devil. I don't think you sent me the link. I will definitely have to have a look at that. I, I posted it in the in the group WhatsApp for D&D. Oh, oh I've not got to that yet. They're unread. <laughs> I was too busy counting my grey hairs because uh, this may be going on YouTube. <laughs> At least you've got hairs to count. I've covered mine over with a hat. Oh. <laughs> did it was Molly's violin. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, I watched Stonehenge and an English folk horror choose your own adventure. Cool. Listening to, I've just started The Wheel of Time, book number five, uh, The Fires of Heaven. Yeah. I'm um, very much looking forward to that. I'm still reading Dark Harvest, probably about halfway through it now. Yeah. Um, other than that. Is it panning out as you would hope it to? Yeah, it's all right. It's. And sometimes when I read a book, it's a bit. It's a bit of a Warhammer horror for maybe a younger reader. It's not what I'd call a mm. horror horror. Young adult. Yeah. They call them, don't they? Yeah. But... Yeah, it's all right. Uh, other than that, I've played a few D&D 5e games. I think you were in most of them. Mm-hmm. Any more deaths? No, nearly. <laughs> I'm never going to let that go. Murdering my character. 
That's why I want to do like some D&D tutorials because I just want to say, look, don't spend too much time building a character. Don't put your love, sweat and tears into this character that you're building with a backstory that's 25 pages long because your DM will kill you off. <laughs> These monsters are big and nasty. I spent weeks building up how bad the Shadow Realm was. You did, in fairness, you did. And I kind of I kinda don't mind, you know, I'm sort of taking the piss a bit, but I kind of don't mind that your character dies because it gives it a sense of realism. Realism, yeah. Because um, I think playing a character in a game where you basically know you're never going to die, sometimes I think you may make decisions based on that and you think, oh, well, he's not going to kill me off, is he? So I'll go charging up to the dragon with my <laughs> dagger and stab it in its toe and run away, you know. Whereas I know yeah. playing with you, you'd be like, she's fucked. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Only to a degree. I let oh, you do get away with murder. Not just you, all of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's fun. You know, like we've said before, when you're playing, it's the story in it. And I think if something happens and you basically deserve to die, then you should. So I mean, I um, love gritty realism. Yeah. I've never played a game like that, but I, th- I would like to. That game wouldn't suit, you know, how we play at the moment. Yeah. As we've all got to enjoy it. It seemed pointless doing a gritty realism. Although I've been working on a um, yeah. a, a dark fantasy one. I found this new setting called uh, Grim Hollow. Oh, okay. Made by Ghostfire Gaming. Not heard of that. It's, um, it can be quite grim and gritty if you choose it to be, but I, I think I'd take it more down the dark fantasy side of things than pure gritty realism, because you, you kind of need a degree yeah. in medieval armour. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah, that's kind of me done. What have you been doing? Um- bit of watching um no reading i've tried to pick up a couple of different books recently and i'm just i just can't get my head in it um i've tried a couple of different styles of things and i just can't have you finished with the blinds down or whatever it was <laughs> um no um what's it called Hang on, i've got it here. um afternoons with the blinds drawn uh, yes no i I think it's just I'm not in a reading vein, you know. Like I said before, if I get into a book, you know, I sent my seventy year old mother to Tesco's to get the second one because I was like <laughs> so into it. <laughs> Go to the shop, woman. Please. <laughs> um but I'm I feel like that about the, the PS five, like you know, my, my over half made a joke about it today. If it weren't for our little boy playing it, we'd sell it because uh, nothing is doing anything for me. I tried with Cyberpunk again. I was bored and it's not engaging me. And, you know, all I do is stick Red Dead on and have a little, you know, stab, uh, stab a few people and <laughs> get a few fish and piss about for a bit as a form of relaxation. So what you need is a Great British Bake Off game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I, I used to like the Great British Bake Off. I watched the very first series when it was on the telly. And when it moved to Channel 4, mm, not the same. <laughs> not the same. <laughs> and uh, apart from that, um, it's too good now. Um, when I first... We're actually talking about the Great British Bake Off here. Um, when I first started watching it, the first few series, you know, it was Sandra from next door who likes making scones, right? And she was having a crack at all these fancy things and sometimes it turned out great and sometimes it were like dog shit. Now they've got these bloody Instagrammers going on and people that are good anyway. And it's just not fun. There's like no <laughs> challenge. <laughs> I just, ugh, I just ugh, no, it's not doing out for me. So I didn't watch the last series. Um, I don't know if you actually watch it. My other half does. I've seen bits of it, but not really my thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a really good program. You know, I even got in watching it. Some old ones. Because you'd be sat there, like, going right into it, like, oh, look, maybe says scones aren't going to rise. I'm telling you, she's not done it right. But, um, no. It's it's lost its luster for me. <laughs> no, but I've got a Mary Berry story. I've actually met her. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I... Oh, oh, right. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> I'm already. I was at a fate down in Devon with me mum and dad, and she opened the fate, and I was such a cute little baby. She came over and said hello. 
And every time I see her on the TV, I say to my daughter... Uh, this wasn't recently, then. <laughs> oh, God, no. She was probably the same age I am now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, I thought you meant that you'd seen him recently. <laughs> I've still seen her. I tell my daughter every time I see her on TV, I say, I ever tell you about the time I met Mary Berry? And she's like, shut up, Dad. But you don't remember? No. Because you were a baby. Yeah, no, I was in a pram, but I was well Obviously. I was well cute. Oh, what went wrong? <laughs> that were too easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt now. Too easy. Oh, I'm sure you are. Um, I got old. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Anyway, I digress as I constantly do. Um, I think that must be a personality type. Um, I've watched bits and bobs um, as I normally do. Um, My Octopus Teacher. It's on Netflix. Um, it was a bit of a, a randomer, and it would be really easy to sort of rip it and say it was a bit of mushy nonsense. But to anybody that has any sort of a pet that they like, love and feel genuine affection for, then I think you'll get it a bit better. Um, basically, this uh, guy, I think, I think he's South African. He's uh, what do they call it? Burnout. Is I think he's a wildlife photographer. So he's going through a bit of an emotional trauma. Um, and to help heal himself, and um, he like stops work. Right. And he just starts going. Uh, do they call it free diving when you've only got a snorkel and no gear, no wetsuit, no tank? Yes. Yeah. Um. It's obviously something he's been doing like all his life, so he knows what he's doing, and he's he's like doing it every day. It's like his meditation kind of thing, and um, he basically makes friends with this octopus. Right, not a massive one, obviously, just, you know, <laughs> kind of hand-sized, not the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, and he gets to the point, you know, where he's sort of like, because um, octopus, octopuses, octopi, um, I think they're supposed to be like the, one of the most intelligent um, animals in the sea or something. I remember reading or something about it i read an article about them about the article basically said they were like an alien life form yeah in that their dna and everything is nothing like nothing else on earth sort of thing mm. and uh, they've got this the cognitive ability to be able to act like advance far superior to what you know we consider ourselves at the top of the uh, top of the food chain so to speak um being you know consciousness and what have you and octopus have this ability as well apparently um and you just you just watch this bloke go swimming every day see this octopus every day um and eventually it gets to a point where like it puts one of its arms out to touch the human um and and they they build up this friendship it's a bit mental and i don't know if what's that word and when you anthropomorphize onto things and you see emotions that aren't there so there probably is a little bit of that yeah um but uh, cut a long story short he ends up losing it and then finding it again um and then i'm not sure what their lifespan is but when they mate and the female has babies the female basically dies like straight afterwards and this bloke was proper cut up about it and it was really sad <laughs> but yeah it was just I, I don't know idle program to watch but it was really interesting and I do like uh, I do like a bit of um, nature documentary. Another documentary I watched was way different. Um, it's on Netflix again though. Um, it's called Connected: The Hidden Science of Everything. And episode one was called Surveillance. Um, and it kind of showed you positive sides of facial recognition, um, and how it's being used to track animals uh, in the wild and what have you um yeah and um i think they were on a pig farm and they were using facial recognition software to figure out when the animals were happy or sad um say I, I don't really eat meat anyway but if we are going to eat meat then obviously i think that animals should be kept in the best situation possible yeah and by figuring out if the animals are happy or sad with this facial recognition software then we can learn how to look after them better. You know, I mean, they're still going to get at the end of the day, but if they've had a happy life, um, it's got to be better. So is that pig smiling? Well, yeah, basically. Um, I'm all right, <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> um, but then they, they sort of went, you know, a little bit big brother um, and looking at 
facial recognition software being used to track, you know, us. And literally every image you put on the internet of yourself is like scraped by these, I don't know, internet bot things. And they're building up this humongous database yeah. of all of our faces. And I'm I'm not particularly bothered. I tend to I tend to go on the side of I ain't got anything to hide. So you want to look into me, then crack on. There was a challenge. I can't remember if it was on Facebook or Instagram or something, but it was post the picture of yourself ten years ago and sort of today. I remember that. And it's like the ten year challenge, and people were saying how it was basically teaching computer algorithms aging. Yeah. Yeah. Clever, isn't it? It was like, I wonder whether that was started by Instagram or Facebook or wherever it was that, oh, we need all these people to do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, they would though, wouldn't they? Because we are stupid enough to just be like, oh, yeah, it's a challenge, you know, like do this silly dance on TikTok or take these two pictures and... (laughs) And it's just there and they've got it and, you know, nobody reads the small print and you've literally signed your life and your face away. Um, But there was quite a dark element to it as well, if that's not dark enough already. I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but it Uyghurs or Uyghurs, they're a Chinese Muslim um, minority. Um, And I know there's stuff in the news going off about it at the moment. Um, but apparently, um, I don't know when this program was filmed. Um, they were using this software on because the, there's cameras everywhere in China, apparently. Um, specifically to pick out anybody that had the facial makeup that might determine that there were these Uyghurs, which is like. Ugh. You know, I mean, I don't actually know what's going off in China with them at the moment, but it doesn't look good from uh, what uh, they're putting out on the news. But I don't want to get into that because that's like a whole thing. But it was a really interesting programme. Um, and the other thing that I watched, which I am saving because I enjoyed it that much. When I really enjoy a programme and there is a limited number of episodes, I like conserve them so that I can really sit and watch it and enjoy it, you know, <laughs> rather than just banging some rubbish on. And I started watching Alice in Borderland. So I don't know if you know anything about it, if you've watched it. Do you know anything I think, I've said to I think you? you've mentioned it before, haven't you? I have. I mentioned it in our uh, D&D group chat. And it's on Netflix. It's an original series. Um, it's Japanese, it's set in Tokyo um, you can have it dubbed I can't cope with dubbing that's uh, like it's my other half that has been watching it and he told me to watch it and he has it dubbed and three seconds in I'm like I can't cope, mouth, you know voice doesn't work no, <laughs> subtitles all the way um, so I got rid of that um, but you've got like three lads, they're like early 20s um, just you know, pissing about being lads, basically. And then everybody disappears. And it's like 28 days later, everybody's gone, you know. The streets are silent. There is litter rustling on the roads. I think they have, like, a minimal panic, um, and then they just start pissing about. (laughs) And it's like, oh, we don't have to go to work. Woohoo, you know. Um, But then on the side of... You know, I don't know what it's called, but in the middle of Tokyo, there's like this road crossing that there's a lot of pictures of. Shibuya? Is that how you say it? I probably sound like an idiot to somebody that knows what they're talking about. All the traffic stops at exactly the same time and then everybody can cross however they want rather than, you know, our system of close this bit, close that bit and, you know, it's everything and then nothing. Um, and there's up the side of one building um, it just all lights up and it says welcome players the game will commence in a moment and you're like ooh and I don't want to spoil it it's a bit like I've only watched the first episode because you know saving it <laughs> it feels a bit like The Cube which is something I'm going to get onto in a minute have you watched any of The Cube films? please tell me that you have what do you reckon? <sighs> No. <laughs> See, the only cube I can think of is that flipping game show. Was it oh. Philip Schofield? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um, one of these days, I'm going to have to, like, 
lock you to a chair and make you watch a certain amount of films. It's it's going to be like um, Clockwork Orange, where he's got his eyes peeled open and he can't blink. <laughs> you will watch Highlander and The Cube. Yeah. Oh, you have seen Clockwork Orange, though? No. <laughs> but it just looks so, so good. And I'll probably watch the second episode tonight. Um, and then they're sort of trapped in this game basically and i don't know what's going to happen because i ain't watched it yet um but i love all that like you know japanese cinema type stuff i I, I used to be mad into all the japanese horror when i was younger so it looks awesome you have no time to do anything so i think we create an extra day in the week and you watch these things (laughs) basically I'm just going to have to give up work. That's a much better idea. What do you need to go to work for anyway? You know, just fuck work off. We'll do this. Because this this, this hobby is expensive. <laughs> well, yes, you know, I don't know. Sell your body, sell your soul, sell a kidney. <laughs> as, as long as they buy my body in, uh, in white, like the pick and mix, I'll be all right. Oh, <laughs> Um, but talking about the cube, segue, um, they're remaking, I don't know if they're just remaking the first, or they've remade the first, I don't know if they're doing the other two, because there's actually three. You've got Cube, which was the first one, Hypercube, which was the second film, and Cube Zero, which is actually a prequel, um, and they're all amazing. And they've been talking about, because it came out in 1997, it's like, um, not a B-movie as such, but a low-budget Canadian horror-ish psychological film. Right. Um, And I think Hollywood have been yakking on about remaking it for a while because it was, like, really successful. Like, when I was talking about cult films last week or the week before, um, this is totally a cult film. And it is, it's just so good. Japan's remade, a studio in Japan have remade it. So it's sort of like a, almost a japanese horror idea anyway that was made by a Canadian company in 1997. And now a Japanese firm are remaking it. And I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're just doing the first one. And um, basically six people six i think um they wake up in a room um and they have to it's a cube room that they're in you know and they have to find their way out um and some doors they go through and there's booby traps and what have you and it's about their sort of mental state as well they all start attacking each other obviously and i've seen I've seen the first one quite a few times, but yeah. I've, not, I've not seen Hypercube in a while or Cube Zero, but it, it incredibly good films, so I'd really like to uh, see the Japanese version. Um, what else? Maybe I should watch the original before that comes out. That would be good. Um, I don't know if it's on anything at the moment with regards to streaming services. I don't think it's on Netflix. Um, I shall look into it. Um, other things <laughs> I have heard this week. Um, they're rebooting Games Master. Yeah, 1990s Games Master. What were they called? Sir Patrick Moore. Um, wonderful. Uh, Dominic Mag- Diamond. Dominic Diamond, yeah. I wonder what's happened to him. I should have Googled him. Um, cracking TV programme. Um there was a magazine, and it used to have a little book on the front with all cheat codes. <laughs> I can't actually remember what happened in the programme. Were they Did they review games, or were it just people playing it sort of I like... I think it was a, a mixture of everything. Yeah. Um, what's that called now? I, I can remember people playing games. Mm, yeah, 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 so do I. I'd have to use... It's bound to be one on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? You watch something so much, and then you actually try and think about the content of the programme. Um... Because I remember, I remember they used to write in, and yeah. they'd ask the games master, "How do I get past these double doors yeah. in this game?" And then he'd be like, yeah. "Oh, well, you've got to go and do this and push this stone." And okay. yeah, God, can you imagine doing that now? Now it's like, oh, walk through. Duh, 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 duh. 
mad, isn't it? Uh, uh, I don't know whether... Do games manufacturers put that many cheats in? Like, or do they allow, like, more of the mods than an actual cheat? I don't know. I mean, cheats now aren't cheats that, like, we used to have in games. I mean, it literally, you'd go to a place and press up twice, left, right, this, that, doop, 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 you know. You'd press a load of buttons in the series, and that's a very sort of a purposeful cheat. Yeah. But no, you don't. There aren't cheats like that, I don't think, is it? It's more like find this secret place and get this gear or whatever. I suppose it depends what sort of game you're playing. I mean, I only play a rather narrow band of game. Because I can't do anything fast. (laughs) I need time to think. (laughs) It's a baddie. (gasps) Hang on a minute. Okay, that button does that. That button does that. I'm all ready. Old, my brain's going. The games I play are about 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, um, Patrick Stewart may be in line for replacing Patrick Moore. I don't know. That seemed like a bit more of a theory than an actual quantifiable rumour. I was going to say, is he not a bit too highbrow for that? I don't know. I don't think he is. I mean, he's. Uh... Quite funny. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, oh, it'd be quite good if um, never going to happen. Um, Henry Cavill did it. <laughs> he's a he's a right nerd. He plays all sorts. Him. Um, he plays Warhammer. Um, I know he's into PC gaming. Um, when he has the time in between doing Hollywood movies. Um, so I don't think Henry Cavill's going to be on Games Master. No. But you never know. <laughs> You've got more chance of it being Patrick Stewart. We shall uh, have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be hard to talk about what's in the news without talking about our dear old Gina. Oh, fuck's sake. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> what's her surname? Carano. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gina so. Carano. Cara Dune. I, I really liked Cara Dune, the character. Um... Yeah, she ticked a lot of boxes for me. It was a a strong female lead that wasn't trying to get into the knickers of the male lead. Positive body type, not some, you know, wafy little petite job. Um, you know, she was strong physically and mentally and she's like a really good character. And from the rumour mill, they, it might be the end, you know. I wouldn't mind them recasting her, to be quite honest. I'd rather keep the character. But I, I don't want to spend the next hour talking about cancel culture because it's just, like, gives me an headache, to be honest. She's... Isn't she, like, one of the only survivors from Alderaan? Yeah. The exploded planet. Yeah. Because yeah. I did see a news report yesterday that said um, they could actually introduce this other character. Okay. Which was, um, what's the name? Winter Selchu, the Alderon sister of Leia Organa. Apparently mm. in um, one of the books or one of the comics, she was like a, an orphan and the Organas yeah. adopted her and she was effectively Princess Leia's stepsister. Okay, that would be an interesting way. And she was, instead of being like a gun-toting princess, she was more into like... Bang the microphone. She was more into computer hacking and stuff. Yeah. Well, that would be quite interesting. But they're on about how how he likes to bring obscure characters back from the books and comics. Yeah, yeah. We shall have to wait and see. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, Gina Carano clearly in bothered she's been banging on about a new job that she's got um i don't know what it is a film um for anybody that's listening that has missed this somehow in the nerd world she has been fired although i don't think the word fired is correct because her contract with disney to do the mandalorian would have run out and they've just said that they're not going to rehire her um so i don't want to spend an hour talking about cancel culture But um, freedom of speech, you can say what you like, but when you're representing a company or you have a voice that can influence other people, I think you have to monitor what you're saying at the very least. Yes. You know. Especially something like Star Wars where there's a lot of children. Yeah. Um, And her, her personal opinions on whatever, you know, crack on. But if you're talking to an audience... 
and and even just representing the company <laughs> you know you are talking for that company they don't want you spouting your mouth about stuff that might set people off so you know keep your trap shut and crack on i, I think yeah i don't know I, I just think i don't know if i think she's an idiot or if she's done it on purpose uh, maybe she didn't want to work for disney but they're like throwing out bloody series left right and center and if people really like the character of cara dune she could have had her own chuffing series or at least some joint thing like uh you know the boba fett that's going off she could have stayed you know a main character well i mean as well if you get so into the star wars canon you've got a whole career of just going to comic cons and being yeah oh, i'm gonna sign that picture yeah i mean some of the old boys from the 70s still doing it now and they played the smallest little walk-on part yeah i i just feel like she shot she shot a sending foot a bit yeah yeah um like you said it's a, it's a massive disney is massive star wars is massive her career could have been massive you know um so maybe there's something that we don't know about and she wanted out anyway i find that a bit hard to believe um but Various things that she said are very easy to look up if you want to go and look at it. I can't be bothered. Um, as a person, I'm not sure that we'd get on particularly, but I quite liked her as an actress, so that was enough. Yes. Um, but I did see... Um, let me find it, because I want to read it. Um, in light of the news earlier this week about Lucasfilm and the Mandalorian actress Gina Carano going their separate ways, Hasbro is cancelling most of their upcoming planned Cara Dune figures. Um, blah, blah, blah. There's a, one available or something and they're cancelling new ones that are coming out, but some are already in the production process or whatever. So I think if you go on eBay now... Instant collector items. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so if you go on eBay now, they're like, price of her toys is like shot up and um, how long that lasts i mean if they stay high or people just you know get bored with it or whatever you never know with the toy market yeah yeah so you should have bought one you know <laughs> mr collector oh, i've only got a small house so i can't have all the toys i've got toys up in the loft that i don't you display a, you need a bigger house well, i can't because i spend the money oh one more thing Go on. I spend the money on the toy <laughs> on the on the on the toys. One more thing I did want to mention. Yeah. Um apparently she tweeted This is just the beginning. Welcome to the rebellion. <laughs> and I also see that the Mandalorian was up for a Golden Globe. Ooh. Uh, at the seventy eighth annual Golden Globe Awards, it's nominated for the best TV drama. Wow. Uh, I, I've I've said this before, and I genuinely feel for me that the Mandalorian has been the best thing to come out of the Star Wars universe in some time. I'm not a hater on the new films, but watching the Mandalorian, it just I don't know. It spoke to me, um, and I loved it. If we'd have got the Mandalorian as the new films, I'd have been happy. Yeah, yeah. Although, just to uh, continue talking about the Mandalorian, because why not? Um, mate, your boy uh, Pedro Pascal, um, he's just taken a job. The Last of Us, they're making that into a TV series. I've not actually played the game. I do own it. I've just chuffing got around to it. Um, and he's taking the male lead on the TV series for that. So... When is he going to be filming The Mandalorian? You know? I don't know. Don't let me down, Disney. Don't well, let me down. <laughs> don't leave me. <laughs> I'm sure they know don't what they're doing. Me. I don't mind watching everything else. I'm really excited for some of the other series. But then you also have to remember, he only has to be there when he takes his helmet off. Yes. Yes. If he only takes his helmet off in one episode, fly out there, half an hour's work. Oh, look at me. Fly home. Can I... <laughs> For, uh, Maybe a bit more than that, but I, I saved this picture that you sent me for anybody that's watching on YouTube. If you can see it, I've saved this on my phone. Can you see? Oh, oh, oh. picture of my <laughs> no. <laughs> Your screensaver now. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was a picture of um, 
uh, a teary-eyed Din Djarin, um, for anybody listening to the podcast. Um, if you've not watched The Mandalorian, what are you doing with your life? Go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, what else did I want to talk to you about? Oh, yeah. Um, I saw advertised um, the One Ring RPG, which... I believe doesn't have anything to do with the current like D and D Lord of the Rings affair. This is I think it's on Kickstarter. Let me bring the article up so I can have a have a look. Um. Oh, it's from Free League. The guy that uh the guys that did Tales of the yeah, Loop and Alien as well. Ha ha. It's yes, yes. It used to be uh Cubicle Seven, and they lost the. Well, they didn't lose the license. They had a license in disagreement with um, Sophisticated Games. I think you told me about this once before. Yeah, Sophisticated Games owned the rights for the Tolkien roleplay yeah. games, and they then sold that to Cubicle 7 to do the game. I can't help but think how much of that is Cubicle 7 and Games Workshop going, you need to concentrate on Warhammer. Mm. So they gave up that license and Free League picked it up. Okay. And they seem to have done a lovely job of it from yeah. what I've seen. Um, so I've just seen a bit of the artwork. Where does it say? Um... It's done by the same bloke, Martin Grip, that did Simbarum. Oh, okay. Same artwork yeah. for that. I mean, it's the Kickstarter was funded under four minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to be quick. I've never done a Kickstarter yet. I keep seeing things and I'm like, ooh, but then I sort of... Have you not? I get frightened and I don't do it. <laughs> Chicken shit. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to get involved. I've only ever lost out on one thing. Yeah. That was a comic book. Oh, uh, okay. But it was only like five mm. quid, I think, so was annoying but but you've not lost like loads of money now i tend to only do the things that from like the big companies cubicle seven free do you know what i mean ones that i know um are quite good on product delivering but i mean yeah at the the moment i don't know if i said it they've got a goal of eight hundred eight thousand six hundred and eighty five quid that's not a lot of money Um, really and it's no but at the minute, they're sat on £668,876 raised. Wow. Well, they're definitely making Which it. Which sounds they? like a shitload of money, but how many, how much of that is people buying it instead of ordering it? Do, do you know what I mean? So people are doing the Kickstarter, but they might yeah. not have the sales once it's kickstarted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Um... I was tempted. But they do yeah. the Adventures in Middle-Earth, which is the D&D 5e. So they are supposed to be doing that again. But that's going to be in a few months. And I figured we've more chance of playing the 5e version than learning the whole new system. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the problem. Um, it's like there is all these new games. Well, they're not all necessarily new. There's just lots of different games. And I genuinely want to like have a go and play them. But there just isn't enough hours in the day. And if it's something that's a brand new system, you've got to spend the time learning it, not just playing it. Whereas if it's 5e, at least you kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you can just, you know, have a go. Like there's the Star Wars 5e, isn't there? Yes. Which, you know, we've never even looked at. There's a Star Wars 5e. There's a Simbarum 5e. There's quite a few that I want to run. Yeah. But I've still got to learn Starfinder. You need to give up your job. I know. I can't help it. More people need to listen to this. You give up your job. I'll let let my child go and live in the wild. You know, I'm sure they used to do that. Maybe the Vikings did it. Just go and be free. Be Look after yourself for a while. Come back when you're 18. With, with a bear, bear pelt on his back. Really. Yeah. Oh, um, talking about Vikings, um, we're on, on the rewatch series for... Um, and Bjorn's just come back after finding himself in the wilds and killing a bear with his bare hands. <laughs> Terribly dramatic. I love that series. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad that I've managed to squeeze in the time to rewatch it all before I watch the last series. Um, but I digress. But yeah, this one ring looks rather cool. But like you said, it's finding the time to get into the new system and then play the chuffing thing. Yeah. 
Um, but on good old D&D, um, these stories just like pop up into my timeline. I'm like, oh, talk about that, talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dungeons and Dragons have a partnership with the Scouts. Yeah, I saw that. So there must be like a Scout badge. Uh, I think they've sponsored the... What's that? They've sponsored the Entertainer badge. Oh, okay. So I don't know much about the Scouts. Um, no, they didn't do it when I was a Scout leader. Ugh, wait till I leave and then mm. do D&D. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they've spo- you can't get back into it. You won't go enough time. They, they sponsored the um, Entertainer badge and they've kind of offered up, oh. I think it's free starter sets to scout groups yeah it, it says on the scouts website get your free dungeons and dragons starter set it's it's the proper starter set as well you know with the big green dragon yeah. on the front of the box groups will need to cover the postage costs <laughs> for the physical starter set um although you can have the pdf version for free but yeah i just thought that was like totally cool um i know things have changed obviously recently and we talk about D a lot because we play it but for a learning, uh, a game to play for like younger kids uh, to learn social skills and maths and God knows whatever the hell else. It's like fascinating, isn't it? Yes. So I think that's really cool. Trey Cool, Trey Cool. Um, oh, you were, you were looking at a different RPG, weren't you? Oh, uh, my uh, Alice is Missing. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Alice is Missing is a silent RPG made by Hunter's Entertainment. I'm confused and excited all at the same time. <laughs> so you are, I think, teenage friends of the girl Alice that goes missing. Mm-hmm. And because most teenagers now don't talk, they text. The whole game is played via text. Yeah. Um, And there's like a... Various, there's a 90 minute timer on YouTube that plays background music and it's got a timer on. And at certain times in the game, you draw a card and then you do what it says on that card. Did you ever play Atmosphere? Is that the video game? Yes. No, I never played it. Yeah. Yeah. You put your VHS in, you've got your board game, which you're trying to play in the dark. Therefore, you can't see the goddamn board, but you know, whatever. And you move in your bit and then this bloke screams at you through the telly but carry on (laughs) but yeah so you play this game via text you have a group text chat and then you text each other separately um there are playthroughs there are playthroughs on youtube you can watch and it just looks absolutely manic when there's like five or six text messages just like bing 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 yeah i can imagine you can play it you can buy the actual game it's about 15 pounds for the actual game yeah um but you can also get it on roll 20 but i think it's one i'd like oh, to play okay. in person good old roll 20 yeah yeah but they also recommend that you oh that sounds like so much it, fun yeah just uh youtube alice alice is missing mm. yeah yeah oh see this is this is it there's just all these games like, oh, spend the evening sitting around not speaking <laughs> when you go to a bloody restaurant well not that anybody's going to restaurants but you know when you could go to restaurants um whoever you're going to the restaurant with you're all sat there staring at your phones nobody's actually having a goddamn conversation anymore really that that was my bugbear of always going on a date to the cinema because i hate talking in a movie so it'd be like oh we'll go to the cinema no because i'm not going to talk to you for two and a half hours that's a crap date I sort of agree, sort of not agree, because you can, like, go for a drink first, so a bit of conversation. Then you can go to the cinema, so that sort of, like, avoids any silences. And then you can go for something to eat after or go for another drink. And then you've got something to talk about. Why did you pick that film? (laughs) It was shit. Well, when me and my partner first started dating, we went to see... Mission Impossible, something or other. I can't remember. I wasn't really interested. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to see it, so I was like, oh, all right then. I was going to say in the date or the film. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm still with him, so it can't have been that bad. <laughs> I'll edit that bit, you'll never know. Nah, he'll listen to it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um... But yeah, I saw this um, article 
um, talking about RPGs. Um, the best tabletop RPGs of 2020. And, you know, it's like literally what I've just said. Like, I just keep seeing all these games that I want to play. Um, but the, <laughs> the, the depth, the variation of RPGs, there's just so many different kinds of games out there. It's like the first one that comes up in this list, and it's from a magazine called Game Informer. I mean, I'm assuming it's just a digital magazine rather than an actual hard copy. Um, but there's an RPG called BFF, and there's there's no GM, um, and it's you you play tween girls. Tween. It does that. What's what's a tween? Uh, pa Tween is a word used to represent the age before a teenager, but older than child. Thus, oh. younger than 13, but older than... Well, it depends on who you ask. Nine or ten, typically. Okay, whatever. Uh, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you play a tween. Um, you take on the role of tween girls as they navigate friendship, moments of discovery, and the small, quiet moments that shape our emotional selves when we're young. Um and you have to like give each other everything's a drama. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. You remember? Well, I don't know. You might do. There was um uh, a game when I was a teenager, young, a tween perhaps. Um. Oh crap! What were it called? It had a pink phone, and you had to call up your try and figure out where your pretend boyfriend was or something. Dream phone. That's what it was called. I never owned it. Because I never owned such things. Yeah, you know, I've still not got over not having a Mr. Frosty. And how old were you? What, say 15? No, 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 no. No, when I was 15, I was like being a bad girl. So no, I was a lot younger than that. I was probably tween, like 9 or 10, 11 at a push. Um, yeah, right. I, hope we I was probably at, I was probably at the pub then, so I wouldn't know a game with a pink Were you 47? <laughs> uh, nearly. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my laugh has degraded. <laughs> I'm turned into Motley. <laughs> um, but yeah, you used to have this pink phone and you'd like, I don't know, get your fake boyfriend's phone number and dial up and, hi, this is Brad, etc, etc. Um but some, um, something else on this list, where's it gone now? I'm like scrolling through. I've just, I've just loaded it up. Try to... So you got BFF, Cyberpunk Red, Dishonored. This is the one that I wanted to look at. Um, it's called, I may pronounce this wrong, Morkborg. I don't know how sweet, I think it's got, Mork is Swedish, it's got uh, the two dots yeah, above Mork, it. Morkborg. Mork, Mork. It looks amazing. It's a bit like an art house project. Mm. But it's uh, like a black metal RPG. Mm. It's like an, it is honestly like an art book. It just looks really cool. You can literally have some real black death metal images oh, wow. on one page and then you turn the page and it's big bright pink lettering. Oh, wow. Oh, that looks so cool. I think I just... Oh, yeah, it says Stockholm. So, yeah. yeah, it's Swedish. It's one I have looked at. It just looks awesome. Um, What does it say? Dis- decidedly adult in both its content and presentation. The game presents just barely enough rules to get by. Um, offering up explanations for character creation, combat, and magic, um, but leaving plenty of room for interpretation. Where's the other bit? Um, ultimately, you're controlling doomed characters for whom certain death is perhaps one of the less brutal things that might come for them. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I'll have a go at that. <laughs> one of the, I think one of the rules or pages is about how you end the world. And then I think it says at the very end, it says awesome. that you have to then ceremoniously take this book out into the garden and set fire to it with you all stood around it. <laughs> I don't own it, but it, it, it is on my list of ones oh, to add God. to the collection. It's not over dear, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just sounds really cool. No, but I saw that and I thought, oh, you know what? That sounds like a cracking game. And... Um, I think it's a couple of episodes ago I was talking about an RPG that was a Kickstarter that I really liked the look of um, but I didn't end up getting and it's actually on this list so that sort of solved my brain freeze on that one Um, Vason yes uh, that's a free league one isn't it 
Swedish horror role playing. Yeah. Yes. Nordic horror role playing. Um, so it seems like it might have a little bit of a Call of Cthulhu vibe, but um, it's uh, Nordic, which, you know, again, I've constantly twittering on about um, how I like my Nordic stuff. So, Like um, Tales from the Loop and that is based on an artist, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. There is a, I can't remember his name now, but he's like a Swed- Swedish or Norwegian artist that does folk folk art for it um johan eggerkrans the swedish swedish illustrator and author johan eggerkrans apologies for the pronunciation um but yeah they just look so cool it is on my that's another one on my list to add (sighs) what to just buy and pretend you're gonna play it (laughs) i don't know how much playability's in it though oh yeah you've told me you want to play it so that gives me an excuse to buy it. This is where I can try and put some pressure on you to find a couple, an extra couple of hours a week so that we can play games and record them or stream them. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? <laughs> Let's do this thing. We, we, we need to get more professional at this <laughs> You're side like, of I'm it. I'm a god woman, I've got to work. No, but we need to get more <laughs> professional at this side of it and then I won't have to edit it. I know. All right, boss. Are you saying I'm not professional? Uh, well, huh? I haven't I haven't tallied up all the ums I've took out yet. <laughs> I can't help it. That's just the way that I mm, talk. Mm. You know what? Right, I was having I was having a bit of a. Revelation. Am I editing this bit? <laughs> you don't have to. I sound like a dick anyway, so I don't care. Um. I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, I had a revelation. You know, like, we were talking about, like, the mms and why I constantly say mm when I talk and you've got bored of editing them because I'm doing too much. Do you know, I, I know the shape of them. Um, seriously, I can just look at your speech pattern and go, there's an um. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> oh, I can't stop laughing. <clears throat> um, um, <laughs> I apologise. Um, I, I just do it. I'm not good. I can't keep laughing at myself. Um, I'm saving them all, and then as a Christmas special, I'm just gonna. Ha- <laughs> you're gonna have an hour of ums. I'm not even gonna be in it. It's just gonna be like um, um, um. <laughs> you could put like some banging techno track behind it and release it as a song and make millions. <laughs> but um. I I was saying, because I I used to work in a prison and we got taught how to talk to people in a specific way, so it sounded like you were interested when you basically didn't give a shit. Um, (coughs) And I thought it was something from that. But then I got a bit deeper and I thought, maybe it's just a way of me constantly talking so nobody can butt in. don't know. (laughs) I don't know either, but I do it and I apologise, but I can't and stop it. So... Um, 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 I did have a point. <laughs> um, RPGs, yeah, they're great. We want to play games. I want to play more games. I will, I will be a DM one day. I've got, maybe that's something that we could do. I've got the, um, uh, oh crap, what's it called? Stranger Things and Dungeons and Dragons starter set. Um, the physical copy and the Roll20 copy. Um, I bought it at the beginning of lockdown thinking that I was going to be a DM or something. And then I thought, no, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of madness. Yeah. Um, but I do own it. So maybe I, I can try out being a DM on you. Um, we could do that one day because um, that's quite a nice little simple because I think it's kind of aimed at kids a little bit <laughs> anyway so I'm saving it for a few years when um, my little boy's grown up but might do that might do that um, but I think that sort of wraps up all the main stuff that I have been looking at um, I don't know if there's anything else you've been uh, looking at this week no not really um, I will finish on this and it's actually a story I found a couple of weeks ago but um, it didn't seem appropriate to bring it up at the time because we were obviously talking about something else um I shall read you the story Texas blur put my teeth in Texas officials apologize after Chucky missing child alert Chucky being um 
the doll from the films. So that was, I know you said Toy Story then. What was the film? Child's Play. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Child's Play, yeah, that's the one. Which my mother let me watch when I was far too young. I don't know what she thought it was, but she clearly didn't look at the rating and I was probably pulling a sickie or something. I got I got told off for letting my daughter watch Pirates of the Caribbean huh? when she was three. Huh? What for? And she hated it because all the zo- all, all the pirates become these undead zombies. And then she had nightmares. And then the missus was like, why did you let her watch that? It's a Disney film. It's for kids. Because it's a 12, isn't it? Yeah. I can see that. I mean, say my my son's four. And I sort of, I try to be watch things first, you know. Because sometimes 12s are 12s because of themes rather than like physical scenes. So if there's a theme of i don't know something a bit more adult which clearly he's not going to get but the film itself is entertaining i don't mind him watching it um coincidentally i think we were trying to figure out what rating the mandalorian was a while ago and that i think is a 14 plus which is i've not seen before if you go on the disney channel um i'm sure it says 14 plus it was definitely more than a 12 because i was like huh star wars whatever it's called, A New Hope, the original one, that's a you, but quite frankly, there's bits in that I don't want my little and seeing. You see um, Luke's uh, uncle um, and aunt, you know, when they're all, like, corpsified and burnt out. Barbecued. Yeah, and it's a you. And on <laughs> on this subject, um, when we watched E.T. a couple of weeks and ago. And you get his arm cut yeah, off. Yeah, well, oh, that's, you don't see it out, though, so I don't mind that so much. Um, but E.T., he says, what does he say? I think he says shit twice. And there was another, there's another couple of swear words. And that's a you. And I'm like, I don't mind an adult theme because he can't understand it. But don't start swearing because he's a chatterbox and he's going to repeat it. He thinks bloody is like really naughty. He's like, oh, daddy said bloody is really naughty. <laughs> but getting back to the story. <laughs> trying to get back to tell you the main bit. Um, Officials from the Texas Department of Public Safety have apologised after sending out an emergency message featuring the horror character, Chucky. Um, An Amber Alert message used to warn of missing children was sent out featuring the child's play villain along with his fictional child, Glenn. Screenshots of the message show the suspect was listed as a doll dressed in denim overalls, wielding a large knife. <laughs> now, I don't know how these child alert things work in America, so I don't think we have anything like that. No, I've, UK, I've had them we? for uh, hurricanes in Florida, for bad weather, where it just sort of pings oh, okay. up and it says, oh. Um, do you get a, a message to your phone or something? Yeah, it's just like a text alert, and it'll be like, ping. Yeah. Seek shelter, severe um, weather so warning. I'm assuming it'd be something like so that. they've sent this out. Yeah, they've sent this out with a picture of Chucky saying he's a missing kid, wielding a knife. Oh, <laughs> good God. Obviously, it's a mistake and yo, 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 and we humbly apologise. Somebody's having a fucking laugh, aren't Was they? there actually a missing kid or was the whole thing... No. No, and that's all right then. No, there wasn't a missing kid. No, no, it were... Uh... It was just a load of our rubbish. Um, just a false alarm. Yeah, I suppose somebody's testing it, aren't they? Um, and they've uh, not realised that it's gone live. Maybe, what do they call it? Interns. Interns been in charge of sending messages out. And they thought, oh, I'll have a crack at this, see how it works. <laughs> Dink, and it's gone to everybody's phones. Oops. So, um, so I think um, that about wraps us up for this evening. Um I hope you have enjoyed our blatherings um, and our roundup of some nerdy news that has been happening this week and the things that we have been looking at and watching and reading. If you have enjoyed listening to us, um, we have a Facebook page. Um, you can like us at the Nerd Bunker Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Nerd Bunker Pod. Um, We have set up a page on the Patreon website 
Um, if you'd like to support us on there, that would be fab. We can buy more stuff and get better and have video that isn't shaky and other manner of technical <laughs> things that I don't understand how they work, but you know, I'm trying my best. To say. Um, and if you are watching us on YouTube, I hope this video makes it onto YouTube and I have set it up properly. Um, <laughs> if you've liked the video, please like it. And if you want to watch more of our videos, please press, please press subscribe. Um, and then you won't miss out. You have to smash that subscribe button or something, and it they say. All then. <laughs> That's what they say. Like and subscribe. All them kids. Hit um, the bell. And what have you. Yeah, I'm in it. <laughs> Hit it. Do this. Press that. I'm 20 and I know what I'm talking about. And I'm 40 and I ain't got well, a clue. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm go. double 20. So I doubly know what I'm chuffing talking about. <laughs> right then. Thank you very much. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your weeks. And um, we shall see you this time next week. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Cheers. Thanks for watching, and I'll catch you next week. <laughs> ta See you later. Bye. You've got to wave now. This is on video. Oh, uh, it's back to front. Bye. Intro music is Battle Theme by Kamiku, and is used under Creative Commons Zero License. All copyrights are property of their holders, and everything else belongs here in the bunker. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram at NerdBunkerPod and like us on Facebook. Please leave a review as it really helps them out. Thank you for listening. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs>